This is episode 13 of the Soul of Sensitivity podcast. I'm Anna Holden, a professional intuitive and energy healer. I help highly sensitive people dig into the shadows of their soul to access their gifts, reclaim their purpose, and get intimate with their ultimate truth. I also teach intuitive development and mentor emerging healers through my Sacred Rebellion programs. Each week on the podcast, I explore different aspects of living a soulful, sensitive life. I'll bring you stories of other sensitive, creative pioneers, as well as my own thoughts, teachings, and tools. This is not the beginner's guide to sensitivity, but rather the place for sensitive souls to gather up their courage and pioneer their way into a life of personal freedom and spiritual sovereignty. Your sensitivity is sacred. Are you ready to live that way? Hi everyone, it's Anna. Welcome back to the podcast. You've got me today, Um, and today I'm actually going to be sharing a live reading um, that I did on air, and um, I'm going to be breaking that reading up a little bit so that I'm kind of explaining a bit of my process and a bit of what different pieces of the reading will mean as we go through it. Um, So we'll dive into that in um, just a minute. Uh, But first, I wanted to thank my newest Patreon supporters. Thank you so much, Molly, Jen, Darla, Sharon, and Toby. I'm so, so grateful for your support. If you like this this, uh, podcast and you would like to support it, you can jump over to my Patreon page. That's patreon.com slash sensitivity uncensored um, and support it at any level. Um, and any level that you support it at, you'll get lots of great content and goodies that I post there weekly. I would love to have your support. When you support me, it shows me that you like this podcast. You'd like to see it continue into a second season. So thank you so, so much for that. Two weeks ago on the podcast, I gave you kind of an overview of uh, a little bit about my day. I I realize now, listening back, that I just told you about my morning, not so much um, my evening, and and also told you about kind of the basics of what you can expect from a reading from me, right? That sense of validation, that sense of being seen. But I want to jump into a bit more of the specifics. And to start this conversation, I want to talk about kind of like what intuition is and what it means to be clairvoyant, clairaudient, claircognizant, clairsentient, all of the clairs. And and I was listening to another podcast this morning. Um, It was the woman was uh, interviewing a shaman and she said something that I just really resonated with. And she said that, you know, we have our physical sense organs, our, our body sense organs, but we also have our inner sense organs or our spiritual sense organs. And these are things that, these are ways that you gather information on a resonance level whether it resonates at the level of sensation within your body, um, if you are shown something that resonates, if you are kind of given information or hear something, um, it's a subtle 
they are subtle senses or subtle organs that allow you to pick up information that is simply uh, I'm going to use the word again, more subtle than um, than meets the eye or the, you know, the, the regular ear, right, or regular touch. And for those of you who are highly sensitive in particular, you know that this world exists. We absolutely live in this world of subtle sensation. And our sensitivity is really a way that kind of turns up the volume of our inner sense organs. And so the way that I kind of see it is that, you know, we have these physical uh, sense organs that are taking in so much information, and then we have these spiritual sense organs that are also taking in so much information. And unless we've really learned to get clear on, on which channels are gathering what and you know figure out how to sort that information, we can so easily become overwhelmed because it's like, you know, all of our channels are wide open just accepting anything out there in the ethers, right? So for so many of my highly sensitive clients and I think I'm just going to put this out there and blanketly say I think that for most highly sensitive people, some form of intuitive development training can be extremely helpful and freeing to um, kind of combat that sense of overwhelm. Because when we develop our intuitive abilities, it's a way that we create discernment between what's coming in in our physical organs, sense organs, what's coming in in our subtle sense organs, uh, what of this information do we actually need to keep to have around, to have operating within our system, which of this information can we just learn to release immediately. Because, you know, until we learn um, the, the tools for having this kind of discernment, our system is just picking up everything and kind of holding on to everything because it doesn't know if we need it or not. Right? So um, this is why I teach intuitive development. This is why my classes for highly sensitive people focus on intuitive development because I found it's the most freeing way to utilize your natural gifts of sensitivity, of having highly attuned subtle sense organs. All right, So I'm starting from that place, that intuition is part of, um, well, let me back up, just saying that intuition is, is utilizing your subtle sense organs. And, you know, just like some of us with our physical sense organs, some of us might see really well, some of us might hear really well, some of us might um, have really attuned touch. So similarly, our different sense organs, subtle sense organs rather, might be, um, we might have one or the other more finely attuned naturally. So we might naturally get visions and pictures, which would be a clairvoyant form of intuition. We might more naturally feel things in our body. Um, and I explained this, I think, in the last podcast. But just because we have um, one sensation over another doesn't mean that we can't become adept at others. Okay, just like when you um, 
If you've ever done, I remember I used to do these exercises where I would just sit in a forest with my eyes closed. And when I did that, I found that there was so much more that I heard, right? Because all of a sudden my, my other senses were amplified by turning off one. So the normal pattern that I see in highly sensitive people, and this isn't for everyone, this is just kind of generally what I notice, is that we tend to be very clairsentient. We tend to feel the world in our bodies and not in a way that's comfortable, not in a way that has discernment. And so, you know, while we could go on to develop that (laughs) clairsentience, what I generally guide people to do is move into other forms to develop and strengthen other forms of intuition like clairvoyance, like claircognizance or clairaudience, so that we can get um, all of that excess energy out of our bodies and kind of outside of us in a place where we are either hearing or seeing or knowing, but it's not happening in our bodies. Because with our kind of increased mirror neurons um, uh, actually mirroring, you know, different emotions in people and subtle energy in people, um, we, we don't want to be taking on all that stuff all the time. So if you want to use your intuition, but you're finding that you have chronic pain or you're finding that you just have a lot of physical ailments, it, it could indicate that you have a really high level of clairsentience and it could behoove you to strengthen your other channels of intuition so that you can re- still receive that information, but in a way that's not so harmful to your system. Okay. And so I, I was recently listening to a podcast um, from an intuitive who was talking about um, their frustration with um, the fact that so many intuitive development schools offer um, a development in clairvoyance, but not so much in the other clairs. And on one hand, I really understand his frustration because I think that all of the clairs, all the intuitive channels should be seen equally. On the other hand, when it comes to highly sensitive people in particular, without any sort of structure or tools for processing the information that comes in, I think it can be really physically dangerous to just kind of willy-nilly be um, uh, strengthening your clairsentience um, and letting energy kind of live in your body. This is what creates burnout. I've had so many clients who are body workers or massage therapists coming in saying, I've got to close my practice because I can't handle this anymore. I can't handle, you know, taking in all this energy. By the end of the day, I have headaches. By the end of the day, I'm sick. By the end of the day, I'm exhausted, right? And so part of what um, part of what I do in um, the School for Sacred Rebellion, which is still in beta testing, but it's coming soon, um, and in the, the basic intuition tools that I teach in the Refuge for Sacred Rebellion, is teaching people how to strengthen their clairvoyant channels to start with, how to strengthen their claircognizant channels. And then as we move it more into the School for Sacred Rebellion, we focus more on, yes, clairvoyant but also I work one-on-one then with students to help develop their, you know, their more natural forms of um, intuition as long as um, those are safe for them. 
All right. So, you know, when we're working with the subtle the subtle sense organs, it's really important to note that um, the subtle world, the spirit world, communicates with us in, in a different way, right? So the physical world is very straightforward. It can be kind of linear, right? Um, but the subtle world communicates to us in the form of metaphor, in the form of synchronicities, um, in the form of... Um, dreams, you know, in the form of subtle information um, and in the form of, of vi vibration. So developing intuition is a bit about learning the language of energy, learning the language of metaphor and vibration and that type of world. And it's it's funny as I'm, I'm talking about this, I'm thinking about what it was like before I kind of fully lived in that world and um, thinking about it now, I, I, I just remember how kind of frustrating it was because I felt like the world was happening on me or happening to me. And now as a, as a highly sensitive person having this developed intuition, I feel like I am in like control, well, control is the wrong word, but in authority of my energy and how it responds to what's happening around me. So, so now I'm not feeling bombarded. I'm feeling, you know, like, oh, okay, I might need to turn that channel down a little bit today. I might want to turn this one up a bit today. How do I want to get information? What's being presented here? So it's a much more dynamic way uh, of interacting with the world. As we move into this um, recorded healing today, um, I want to talk a little bit about the way that I'm reading. So you'll hear me talk a lot about vibration, okay? And I notice vibration in people's energy system in a few different ways. The main way is through color. And I think of colors and really of vibrations like musical notes, right? A... Um, uh, a, a higher vibration is just like a higher note on the musical scale. Um, or or um, you can think about it like on the color sphere too, like it, it um, just has a, has, a, has a higher vibration. Higher isn't worse than lower, right? Worse than a lower note on the musical <laughs> scale, right? It's just their difference, just a way of explaining um, the difference. And so the way that I um, see vibration is often first through color. And I really work mostly as a combination, clairvoyant and clair, uh, I'm claircognizant. So I usually get fairly simple imagery that comes with a download of information. So it, it's kind of the sensation where I open my mouth and a bunch of stuff comes out. Um, there's also a sense, though, that the, the, as as we as I kind of work with my client, I watch, I see the pictures um, shift and change, and I explain what's happening to the client. And you know, I've noticed that when I'm working with someone who's done this work a lot, like a like a colleague or someone who's worked with me for a long time, sometimes I just have to tell them what I'm seeing, and they immediately start to shift into um, a, 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 a vibration that feels that actually feels better. So often when I start out working with someone and I'm, you know, saying hello to different vibrations, I might be doing a little bit more facilitating of, you know, of healing within the session. And then as we um, 
grow together and become, you know, and really develop that teacher-student relationship, then um, I just see clients really, really start to flourish and just kind of need a little bit of, um, just a little bit of direction, you know. my One of my mentors used to say, like, you just need someone to, like, point out the spinach on your teeth, you know, like, something, you don't need necessarily someone to be in there scraping it off, right, but just someone to point it out to you. <laughs> Um, and so when I connect with someone, I do that by, I can do that in a lot of ways. Usually when somebody comes to me, giving a reading is like, um, kind of going into a really big library, right? And so I always ask people ahead of time, you know, what their questions are and what their goals are for the session. And I like to know that because I like to know which, you know, which row I'm going into, right? Which section am I looking in? And I don't have to have a section, but if you have, you know, a really clear question in mind, then I need to know what that question is. Otherwise, I'm just going to talk about what's there. And as you'll notice in this reading, um, you'll see that the client didn't specifically ask the question, but the way that her energy presented was like the question that was on the tip of her tongue that she just didn't ask me. So sometimes the energy will also just reveal something even if you didn't tell it to me. Now, the spiritual agreement, however, is that you are showing me what you need to work on. And so rarely have I seen a client being, you know, taken by surprise or, you know, felt stripped bare. Like the agreement is that you are there um, to be doing this work and I'm there to be, you know, a translator between you and your soul. So I can I connect to people several ways. Usually when people are in that process of telling me what they, you know, what they need, I usually start getting information right away. I start seeing pictures. Sometimes um, spirit guides will come in and just kind of yell information at me. Um, that, that's kind of a newer phenomenon as I work on connecting with guides. Um, and so so that's kind of where we start. And and I, you know, I have a lot of um, you know, I have studied uh, a lot of ecosystem uh, biology, which might sound unrelated, but it's, you know, it's, it's kind of like the way that the natural world works really um, corresponds to the way that our energy system works. So I bring that knowledge, I bring the knowledge of yoga philosophy and of Ayurvedic medicine. And so depending on the um, the questions that you're bringing, I might have just some kind of cognitive advice, right? And I'm pretty clear when, you know, telling you the difference between, hey, this is my opinion, and then let's read the energy. Because sometimes my opinion and the energy match, and sometimes they don't. Um, so then, generally, I will fully connect to somebody's energy system by having them say their full birth name a few times. Um, and then if they have a nickname or their name is changed, I have them say that afterward. Um, and I, I always start with where you're at, you know, and when I, I remember when I first opened my doors before people really knew me, um, people would come in and apologize for not being really <laughs> grounded or really like together. And I just remember, you know, giggling at that because th like, that's why you're here. Like, you're here to get help with that. You know, please come in and fall apart and be a mess. Like, that is great. That is what I'm good at. That's my job. Um, and then you'll notice through the reading that, um, 
it becomes kind of conversational. I explain what's happening. I may offer some healing for that. I talk about the vibration. I check in with the client and we kind of go back and forth. Okay, so um, the client today, we're going to call her Heidi. Um, and so I call her Heidi through the reading, um, but her name um, is being kept private for obvious reasons. Um, she has given full permission that this reading be um, shared live. And I'm really, really grateful for that because I find that you know, speaking of the way that the subtle world works through synchronicity and, and all of that, there seems to be some sort of uh, divine timing in the way that information is put out and the, the, the way that we're attracted to read something or listen to something where there's often, there's often messages for us too. So even though this, this reading was for somebody else, you might hear something that strikes a chord with you, that resonates with you. Um, and if that happens, just know that that's just one of the ways that our subtle senses are working with us. All right, so um, I'm going to keep, like I said, I'm going to keep Heidi's full name uh, private, but we'll go ahead and uh, jump into that reading now. All right, so what's going on with you today? What do you need to talk with? <laughs> so I would love to look at my health space. Um, I know that in the past I've been in the realm of like, I do all the right things. Like, why am I not at a hundred percent? Like, why am I not thriving mm -hmm. and a hundred percent capacity? Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, I'd love to look at my health space. And then the other part is I really, every time I meditate and I sit down, I'm in this new space of like, who am I really as a healer? Like I have all of my teachers, mm -hmm. I collect um, and gather like all these resources and it's almost like I'm rebirthing myself. Like how do I take all this information and create it as my own? Like, is there anything I'm missing or mm -hmm. next steps? Just looking at, yeah, like who I am as a healer. That's yeah, you know, it's funny that, that I just kind of get hit over the head with this information that's like, well, you, you're, that's being determined, that's being built. Mm -hmm. um, and that who, who am I is that that's the, the ego part. But let's look at it in the energy too. Cool. Right? The ego wants to like, you know, right. it wants to create something around this and say, um, you know, these are the parameters of, yeah. of, of who I am. And, and spirit is just kind of like, do this next, do this next. I know it's almost like you need to define it, but then it doesn't feel right when I put a label on anything. Yeah, and I'm like, <laughs> yeah, That's my teacher is like, you know, is, is saying that to me all the time. And I'm like, I know this, <laughs> right? But I want to know anyway. I know. Yeah. Okay. okay, cool. All right. Are those the main areas? Or does anything else feel important to say? Um, the other thing that has just come to mind is I love traveling. And as much as I want to get away, I keep having this calling to stay really close to home. Um, I don't really know what I'm asking around that, but um, kind of just looking at like the next couple of months of my life, is it, um, is it better for me to stick closer to home or is it the right time for me to leave the country or to go on vacation? Okay. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Mm. That makes sense. Um, yeah, I think there's a lot of aspects to that. Um, mm -hmm. It looks complex, but let's let's dig in and make sure I'm, you know, really reading the energy. So um, I'm going to take a minute to get back into my space and then connect with you. So give me a second. So I hope it's clear that when I go into that reading, we'll do that one gong and then coming out to do some narration, it'll be that two gong hit or singing bowl rather. Um, and so here's where I connect with somebody by hearing their full name. And so I'm cutting that part out. And then as I go into the, the reading, you'll notice that I start with what is being presented to me. And here's where you're going to see that um, even though the client had another question that she didn't tell me, the energy revealed that question anyway. Um, so that's kind of cool. All right, so let's just jump right back in. All right, well, hi there. You're vibrating at this really, really pretty, um, it's kind of like a royal purple with these champagne colored sparkles. And there's an incredible amount of like dynamic movement um, within this vibration in your aura. And there's, there's um, like this pulsation that um, reminds me of what our, our friend said. Um, I think she said it in a, actually in a, in a podcast about this idea of spanda, which is like, um, uh, it's kind of like a pulsation um, and kind of like being um, like pulsing with life. And so this um, purple vibration looks like where you are most trying to operate from and, and where most of your aura is, is kind of um, operate, you kind of are operating from this vibration. Um, it was really interesting. So um, for listeners, you know, I, I, I'm keeping Heidi's full name um, private, but um, when, when you said what you are called now, Heidi, uh, th there was a whole different vibration that showed up. Um, over you and it kind of looks like a orange it's like an orange creamsicle melted all over you <laughs> <That's awesome>. um, yeah <coughs> and it looks really sticky and it looks like it um, th this is kind of covering the upper left hand side of your aura. I mean, it kind of looks like the sun melted something over your head, something like that. And it's kind of dripping down um, on the left hand side uh, of your aura, kind of over your, um, your, the seventh layer of your aura. So relating to how well you're communicating with spirit mm -hmm. um, and also in the back part of your aura. Um, and so it's keeping you from expanding those sides of your aura and, and really um, being able to communicate with and receive um, from spirit. And, and so going back to that purple vibration, it's like that pulsation that I was talking about. It's like unable to pulse, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. This is where I think some of that doubt that you talked to me about is coming in because it looks like to me this uh, orange energy isn't yours. It looks like a foreign energy. Um, it looks like some family energy um, to me and probably some partner energy um, that's just kind of, um, I, you know, I want to call it like a stop energy or a control. Like it's working to limit you. And there's a way that you're letting it limit you. Um, it looks like you're kind of trying to play nice. <laughs> 
No, I'm laughing because I love that the energy never lies because you're like, what do you really want to look at? And I'm like, well, like, so I'm newly married and in my partnership, we're working on, we're such independently driven individuals and it's like, how do we become a team? And we're in such a better place and I'm like, oh, that's fine. You know, like how many things in life do we look at? And we're like, everything's great right now. I don't want to look at that, of course, (laughs) but there's still stuff in my space about it. And so it's funny that you're saying that because that comes up for me. And the biggest conversation is how do you bring two independent people together where I don't necessarily like the feeling of feeling dependent on someone, but I also want to be in that partnership. Um, Yeah. And this is, I think, what's tricky because um, it's okay to like need someone like you can you can need things from others. That's that that's not like in a codependent way. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, like that can happen where it's like, well, I need you for a back rub. Like I can't really give myself a back rub. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so there's a way that it's okay um, to need somebody, but, um, and, and to depend on somebody for something. But I see where it's like, um, yeah, you're, you're kind of trying to figure out the bound, the, mm, the fine line between needing and like codependency and then also there seems to be this question in your space about like who matches who like and 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 I'll explain that in a second but and also like is it okay for one of us to create and have more than the other Mm. is that okay within our marriage and that looks like a question yeah, I've seen yeah, I would definitely say that that's in my space for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the first part, like that matching, and I know that you know this, but I'll just explain it a little bit more for the listeners. So, you know, there, there's this idea that we all vibrate um, energetically a little bit differently. And it's really easy when we're highly sensitive and intuitive um, and want to please others that we learn at an early age to match the vibration of other people. And this is not necessarily a bad thing. You know, we match energy with a group of friends. Um, We match energy with a co-teacher. We can, you know, match energy in ways that um, aids us. But when we're matching energy unconsciously in a way that doesn't allow us to have our full creativity, doesn't allow us to have our full self-expression, that's when things get, um, that's when things aren't working for us, really. And that's when we can allow in um, this, this type of foreign energy. And, and, and I shouldn't say that this isn't something that like, I tell you about it and we do some healing in your space and then you magically never match energy again, <laughs> unconsciously, <laughs> right? I mean, this is nuance. Like you're in a marriage, you're in a partnership, you are working out really um, detailed and, um, you know, detailed questions about each other and what's uh, allowable and agreeable and, and all of that stuff. So um, what I think I'd like to do here for you, Heidi, is offer a bit of healing to help remove this energy and get you your space back. Um, because what looks like happened is because this question is unanswered, this question of like, is it okay for me to have more sometimes? Is it okay for him to have more sometimes? Um, that right now you're kind of matching his level of having this and creativity, which at this moment in time seems to be a little lower than yours. Mm. Okay. 
Um, so I'd like to give uh, help help you get that back. And so I'm just going to offer a little energy healing here. And really when I'm doing energy healing, I'm, I'm just kind of working with your space. You actually do the healing, but it's more like I'm kind of, um, you know, giving directions, if that makes sense. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, that's funny. As we go to remove that energy, you, you're kind of, your, your aura is kind of fluffing up, reminds me of like a you know, like a dog or something would like, you know, shake, shake off their, their fur. Not that you're a dog, but. <laughs> yeah, that's actually a little bit more apt because um, as you're kind of coming out from under this foreign energy, your aura is looking more like a flower. And I want to say it's like a flower shakes off dew, but that's not a thing. Um, but that's more what it looks like here. Okay. Um, and then I just also want to say hello to the fact that this energy was keeping you from um, like really grounding, like really being able to take up space in your body on the planet. Because it's like, again, there was this question like, well, can I really be fully me? Can I really be fully expressed in all my creativity and all of the things that I'm able to have, even if he isn't um, able to create as much? So um, as we move that, you're, you're starting to ground um, and connect to the earth in a, in a deeper, more rooted way. So something that you might notice as this reading continues is that um, part of what, a big part of what reading is about is distinguishing the client's ultimate truth from ideas or belief systems or what I call programs that maybe served them at one time, but don't anymore, right? So, you know, it might be advantageous when we are little kids to, um, uh, you know, share equally with others, right? Um, but that belief, if carried forward subconsciously, can turn into something like Heidi's experiencing, right? Where she's unsure whether or not in a partnership of equals, can she create more? Can she have more? And on a spiritual level, I would say absolutely, right? We should all have what, um, you know, be able to be fully self-expressed in, in, in everything, um, so that's just one example of how our belief systems can work against us. So that's a huge part of intuitive reading. Um, and then um, moving into her first question about health, um, there's several ways that I look at health. I'm a trained medical intuitive, and so I've studied a lot of anatomy, physiology. I use my Ayurvedic practitioner um, to look at that as well. So I can look at the different systems of the body, and that I can also just look at the concept of your health in general, which I talk about here as the health space. So let's jump back into it, shall we? All right, so when I look at your health space, Heidi, the first thing that I notice is that there's a lot of stuff that it's like you don't understand yet, mm -hmm. right? It's like confusing. there's, yeah, yeah like sense. there's, and I don't know if anyone understands that, like that's what I'm looking at, but it's like there's a lot of spaces or 
How do I say? There's a lot going on within your body um, that you, I don't, I don't even know that you can really understand it cognitively. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like there's not enough understanding for you to be um, putting like cognitive information on what's going on. And so the, the problem with this is that, you know, kind of like you said, it's like, well, I'm trying to do everything right. And if I could just do everything right, then, you know, then maybe I can feel better. And what this picture is showing me is like, well, you, you can't actually know all of the things to do right. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but what is in here, it's interesting because the energy here, at first glance, it seems kind of white. But as I look at it, as I continue to watch it, it's actually made up of lots of really subtle colors. Um, like if I get really close to them, they're almost pastel, um, but like really muted pastels. And so what that is telling me is that there are places that you can put your attention to gain information intuitively and um, sensation-based about your body and about what to do next. The, The tricky thing here is that we're really used to, you know, looking outside of our bodies to get more information, right? Like we're, we're, we want to like, you know, Google our symptoms or you want to, (laughs) right? And so what Mm -hmm. I'm seeing is that you, you know, you are doing everything quote right. And the, this phase that you're in now is about um, like a deeper level of listening. What comes up for you when I say that? Because the energy just did this little, um, Uh, um, thing. Yeah, it's it's funny. I feel like I've been skimming the surface around my health and I haven't really settled into those deeper layers yet. Mm-hmm. And what I've noticed is I have, so recently I started sleeping really sound and getting that deeper level of healing um, just from resting. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like I was so surprised by like the level of energy that I received from that and just how much more available I was to look at things by having that rest. So it, it almost made me feel like my body is this big, huge ocean, and, but I was only kind of looking at like what was floating to the top versus the whole picture of everything. Um, right. And how did you decide to rest? Um, I think part of it, um, one, I started going to acupuncture and that kind of gave me some freedom and space to just be in my body more Mm -hmm. um because it's definitely been I would say challenging like I'm always in my body but to be fully present in my body and really listening for all of those little cues it's almost like I was in a crowded room and my body had like 20 people like if you imagine my body was a room and it had 20 people in it and everybody was talking at once so it's like maybe you heard one or two things but Mm -hmm. it's like I couldn't take notes or listen fast enough to write everything down but this, um, but what I've noticed is being able to heal or kind of just, for lack of a better word, surrendering into the process a little bit more. Um, like, I'm going to have a donut today. <laughs> or like, you know, not making myself wrong for um, doing little things because I know that it can upset my body sometimes. Um, I've been able to hear some of those other conversations that might have been a little quieter before. Does that make sense? Yeah, it totally makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, And I, you know, a couple things that I um, saw light up 
when you talked about that um, saw light up within the energy field is, you know, when you talked about going to the acupuncturist, I saw permission light up. Mm-hmm. So permission and, and permission to listen, mm-hmm. you know, like you heard that call, you know, yeah. get thee to the acupuncturist table, <laughs> yes. right? And, and you listen to it. Um, and so that's what it looks like this process is. And I always kind of feel a little bad when I see stuff like this, because it's like, there's no big answer that I'm giving you. It's not like, oh, like if you just like drink 40 ounces of water, like your body will fight. It's, but it's not really like that. Um, it, it looks like part of what's happening for you is this is a, a trust exercise mm-hmm. and a listening exercise for you. Um, and so just like you were able to listen to the call to rest and that gave you um, the gift of better sleep, Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, it, you know, what are you tuning into next? Like, what's that next little thing that you're, that you're hearing that you respond to? And then after that, the next mm-hmm. little thing. That makes a lot of sense. And it also takes me back to what you mentioned before around, um, I, I need a little bit more attention right now than my husband. And I think there's an underlying maybe guilt with that because I'm so used to being that for other people, like being their support or, um, and I know my ego or just that little part of me, sometimes it's hard to recognize like, hey, I do need other people to support or um, seeking other treatments. And so I think the moment I started doing things outside of what I was just doing for myself, um, I noticed a huge shift. And what I'm hearing from that is just a lot of validation to continue to move down that path Mm -hmm. for sure. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's funny. I don't always see this Heidi, but as you said, that last part, all of your spiritual support team, your healing guides, your spirit guides all came around you (laughs) and they were very clear that you will not serve. I don't want it. This sounds like very down in the dumps, but they're saying you will not survive. Well, like this will not go well for you. If you don't listen, you know, if, if you're not able to give to yourself. Like there's a reason that you're in this sensitive body, mm-hmm. you know, and sometimes that comes with um, downsides, you know, our digestion is funky, that kind of a thing. Um, and so, so utilizing that self-care to build your resiliency and, and things like that is, is really, really important. And they're just, they're just, they're kind of like pointing at, at me <laughs> and they're like, it's very important. It's very important that you let yourself have what you need, even if it's more, than you know the limit that someone else is trying to put on you mm-hmm. anything else specifically with your body I'll, I'll do a little scan but um it's funny i'm kind of looking at your systems and they they're kind of giving me a thumbs up like no that's what she needed to know but from your mind is there anything else um i i guess i'm just curious um i know that and maybe this isn't just isolated to me, but I know as our bodies get a little bit older, and I don't necessarily think this is an age thing, um, but I've noticed that certain foods that I was able to eat before I can't eat right now. And I'm just curious mm-hmm. if you notice um, things that would complement my body, because my usual go-to stuff is like, oh, that's not really feasible right now. So I'm like kind of lost in like what's appropriate for myself. Yeah, and I mean, that's how sensitivities work, right? We create thresholds and they're all changing. <laughs> right. 
Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's just one thing to remember. Um, so for this type of thing, it's a lot easier if you um, say things like it's hard for me to pick foods out of thin air. Sure. Um, if that makes sense. So if you don't mind um, saying them and I can put it against your system. Um, things I think about are like um, brown rice. Like I used to be able to eat more greens. No. Okay. no, that's a hard no. No. Okay. I, I know. <laughs> Sorry. Um, the other one, um, for whatever reason, avocados are like certain, um, it almost makes me nauseous to eat them when I used to eat them like almost every day. Yeah, you don't have the digestive enzymes is what I'm seeing to be able to get that. So very small amounts, like a, like less than a quarter of one, you know, okay. it's like, um, just reducing it with you. you know, it's just to make the top of your meal look pretty. <laughs> <laughs> I can play with that. Okay. <laughs> That section of the reading actually continued for a little while where we went through several more of Heidi's suspected food sensitivities and I was able to give her guidance on what I saw lighting up. Um, and whenever I do medical stuff, it's really clear in um, when you sign up with me that I do not diagnose things. I give information, education only, and I really recommend that you drop uh, all of that information by your healthcare provider. Now we get into a fun question about who Heidi is as a healer. And I love this because it shows how the ego can creep up on us and kind of get in the way of hearing spirits call. And this is something that I have seen so many of us struggle with, especially those of us who are really trying to be sensitive, creative pioneers in the world um, and listen more to the voice of spirit. It's so natural from how we've learned to get um, stuck in you know, the ego and what we think we should be doing based on old belief systems of how we've been taught to move in the world. All right, here we go. The other one I was more curious about and I know this is a little bit ego because the moment you said it, I was like, yeah, I know, um, is my healing, like, who am I as a healer? Oh, right. Because I've gone through this big growth spurt and I'm kind of like, I don't need, mm -hmm. it's like re-getting to know myself all over again. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you have. Um, yeah, so when I look at that, um, you show me how you're you're gathering information right now. Like, that is the, and, and it's funny because I, it's there's a part of your space that's rolling there its eyes at me where it's like I've been gathering information for so long <laughs> but this is gathering it in a new way like instead of being like an undergraduate it's like you're in law school or something you know it's like a mm. different way it's like a graduate way that you're um, that you're gaining information and there's a way that this information that you're working on gathering isn't like making you a healer you know mm -hmm. you are a healer Mm -hmm. I know this. You're an excellent healer, an excellent reader. The information that you're gathering now is helping you to finesse that skill. So it's helping to put, um, you showed me this picture of like this really fancy dessert. And it's like, what do I want to sprinkle on top? You know, like what, you know, is it like toasted coconut and like shaved macadamia nuts? Or is it like, you know, strawberry, whatever, you know, whatever. Um, but that's the picture that you're showing me is that you're still in this information gathering phase about, you know, making this thing, you know, it, it's funny because I, I, 
I wouldn't normally say that like energy healing is um, like a standard thing in the world, but you know, there are, you know, a lot of us who do it. And so what you're taking is like this thing, you know, energy healing, reading, um, and you're figuring out how you're making it your own Mm. while incorporating the pieces that you learn from other people and other teachers um, in a way that really works for you and for them, you know, and kind of for those lineages and stuff. So I, I, you know, I guess the short answer is that you're, you're not, you're not necessarily supposed to know right now. I mean, it, it, to me, it looks like you're weaving together a tapestry, you know, like you're in the weaving portion. You don't, it's not finished yet, you know, and even once it gets finished, like I, I get the sense that it's like, well, it'll be finished for like a day, you know, and then you'll like <laughs> add on to it or, you know, start sure. another one, something like that. So um, I'm just seeing that, uh, a, you know, a big part of working through this is trust. You know, trusting yeah. in spirit, trusting in the guidance that you're getting. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, whenever I lose sight of that trust, when my trust muscle gets weak, um, the easiest place that I find to start to build it back up again is with gratitude. Mm-hmm. You know, being really grateful for what, for, for how I'm being guided, you know. Yeah, so... Question. Yeah. Thank you for this information. Thank you for, you know, whatever it is. Um, Because, you know, it's funny. I think that when we are at the beginning kind of of our spiritual awakening, it's really fun and, you know, it it feels so, um, I think I've explained it before. Like, it feels like we're in Disneyland, you know, it's like (laughs) spirit is like right in front of me. And like, I know where I'm going. I'm going to ride the rides. And like, it's like so much fun. And then we graduate, you know, and, Mm. and spirits like, yeah, like you went to Disneyland. Awesome. And now it's like up to you to be like a grown ass spirit and, (laughs) you know, do the work of connecting every day. And, and so um, that's where you're at, darling. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. All right. And, you know, normally I wouldn't do this, but for the listeners, um, is there anything that you, you know, else that you want to add about the information you received, how it's sitting with you, if things are resonating, if they're not, you know, just what's going on for you? Um, The thing that I'm noticing just from what you talked about is when I sit with myself and I meditate or I'm quiet or reading and I have those personal moments Uh, just for me it's like I get these hits for myself and so I know that when I've had readings or like as you're sharing this all with me it's like oh yeah like it, it wasn't just it's kind of just like yes you did notice that and that is you know you are exactly where basically where you need to be and don't try to speed up the process or slow it down just really for me it's remind it's a great reminder to like hey like be in the moment and to continue to get quiet and trust the process, like all those little hits that I'm getting, or even if it's nothing for the day, like it doesn't mean anything, um, except for like, I'm gonna receive it exactly what I need it. Um, and sometimes I forget that where I'm like, oh, like I wanna go fast and I'm excited and I wanna push the process. And it, it for me, it's just that reminder of like, I'm exactly where I need to be and to mm-hmm. trust that and to continue to do what I'm doing 
um, and then the next thing will always it always shows up right like there's never mm -hmm. I never have to really search for it it comes when it's ready mm -hmm. um, so that's what I'm hearing hearing on the other end um, as far as like listening to you is like oh yeah <laughs> and sometimes it's yeah. stuff I know but it's also just like oh like it's not just me telling myself that where it's like mm -hmm. I just needed to hear it from somebody Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I just got a huge sense of, I mean, I'm feeling relief, I guess, mm -hmm. from your space, but um, it just, when you said that, it reminded me of like, yeah, you can't push a flower into bloom, right? Mm -hmm. You've got to, you've got to wait. Um, you can't pull it out of the ground before it's ready. <laughs> exactly. <It'll> die. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. let's, let's no dying, you know, no pushing yeah. your, your path any further. So, well, let's finish up with the next step and um, call your energy back in. So... So something that I always do at the end of a reading is give what I call a next step. And a next step is basically just a message from spirit to help continue the momentum that we created today. So it's something that I suggest you do in the next few days to week, just to kind of, again, keep the momentum in an intuitive reading, um, particularly one that includes energy healing, we open up space we open up space in the energy body for more of your truth to shine through so that you can access more of your own truth. And so I, I want to help keep you on that trajectory for as long as possible. So here's the next step that was recommended for Heidi. Well, let's see. Your next step is actually coming through this really lovely fuchsia color. I really, really enjoy it. Um, yeah. Okay. This is great. Your next step is about, um, it looks like you've been a little bit focused on trying to fill the holes in what you perceive to be like your shortcomings or what you're doing wrong. You know, it's like, I see you spending a lot of time in the, like making sure nothing slips through the cracks. So it's a little bit of a, um, like a kind of a tension inducing or a real effort inducing space. And so your next step is to actually focus on pleasure, focus on joy mm -hmm. and to let yourself follow pleasure and, and just see that the world doesn't fall down when you do that. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I'm going to call your energy back in here. You're looking much more whole now as an aura. There's um, you pulled in like these, Oh, gold sparkles now so not just champagne colored but like a gold all right and you're all set thank you all right so that pretty much concludes what a reading looks like it lasts a little bit longer than that i usually spend about an hour reading but i wanted to try to keep this podcast episode under an hour today um the really cool thing about this reading was that um, I recorded it uh, sometime early last week, and in that time, I was contacted by Heidi, and so many great things have happened, particularly in that area in her relationship around who, you know, how much can we each have. Um, she said that from the reading and the healing, she was able to create more space in order to um, to, to start to entertain the conversation around, um, 
you know, how they want to create and live uh, in their marriage, which is just super cool. And she was, she also told me that she was able to just really surrender into the deep listening that she was doing for her body and for her health. Um, she got herself back to the acupuncturist a bit more and started feeling, started feeling better. So sometimes it's, you know, a reading is simple reassurance that you're on the right path and you don't actually be, have to be putting in any more effort uh, than you already are. Tonight I want to finish with something different. If you've been following me on Instagram, you'll see that now and then I post these daily downloads. And in all honesty, I've been stumbling a bit with the process in you know how to put it out on Instagram so that it looks pretty and isn't awkward. And I've been you know actually dictating the download or the the message, the oracle that comes through from spirit, um, and then putting that on my screen and then reading it in video and it feels all kinds of awkward. So if you've been following me um, on Instagram, you know that I'm doing these kind of daily downloads or oracles. I'm still playing around with the name. But so tonight I would actually like to finish by doing that for you here. So this group oracle, basically I'm going to download a message from Spirit And I'm holding in my intention that this message is for whoever is listening to this podcast and will arrive to you in the perfect time, divine timing, in just the place that you're at. So I invite you to play with me and hold a question in your mind, something that you would like some guidance on, maybe something that you've been putting a bit too much effort into. I'm going to pause here for a moment to let you formulate that question and put your intention out there, and then I'll come back on with the message. That couple second pause will happen now. You are already more intuitive than you think. The information that you get is quickly put into a folder, a file of not relevant, I can't prove it. Simply adjust your intention around legitimizing the information you receive. The downloads you receive are valid. They give you information about the world around you. Open your subtle eyes, your subtle ears, your subtle knowing, your subtle feeling. Your subtle sense organs are powerful and just as relevant as anything you sense in the physical world. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. As always, you can find full show notes at my website. And if you love this podcast, please go to iTunes, subscribe, give it a rating and a review. You can also donate on Patreon to get lots of little goodies. As a goodie for this uh, podcast to my Patreon supporters, you'll be getting um, extra Oracle with the opportunity to ask me specific questions and get little five-minute readings tailored just for you. Wowza. So all you have to do is donate at the $2 level. Until next week, take care. For information on everything shared here, including show notes and links, 
visit www.sensitivityuncensored.com forward slash soul of sensitivity.